Welcome back to the Movie Bebel Podcast. This week you've got myself, Colin, and I'm joined by Brennan as we talk about the opening weekend for Jumanji, The Next Level, Richard Jewell, and Black Christmas. Remember, as always, you can find us online at moviebebelreviews.com. Alright, so breaking down this weekend's top five at the box office, we've got Jumanji The Next Level opening up at $60 million domestically, followed by Frozen 2 pulling in $19.1 million domestically, Knives Out in the number three spot with $9.25 million domestically, followed by Richard Jewell in the number four spot with $5 million domestically, and Black Christmas with $4.4 million domestically to round out the top five. So Jumanji is the leader this weekend, um, which with 60 million is is pretty solid. Uh, Jumanji is definitely a movie that they're going to hope has legs. And that's because Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, that released two years ago, right after The Last Jedi, had just tremendous legs. And I, I think that's really the anticipation here. Um, but I mean, it's already sitting at a little over $200 million worldwide. So Jumanji is off to a pretty good start. Yeah, no, this is a really good start for them. I mean, this is a film that I expected to do well. And and obviously, there's going to be a little bit of a different outcome with this movie in comparison to the uh, Welcome to the Jungle from two years ago, because that's a film that when it came out, there was still obviously a little bit of a question to how the film would be. It opened up to $36 million in its first weekend a couple of years ago. And the thing about it was, as you said, it just had terrific legs, like low drops on a week on a week-to-week basis and it ended up i think overtaking uh the last jedi kind of later in its run and really having much better legs than that film so it was kind of a word-of-mouth movie so obviously this film's going to have a higher first weekend and probably a little bit worse legs as it progresses than uh, the last one but 60 million dollars is a really good start but the even better start is as you said 212 million globally yeah, I mean, a thing to note is just with Welcome to the Jungle, kind of like you said, nobody really had high expectations for that movie, and it just kind of came at a good time. You know, it was middle of the holidays. There was, you know, somewhat backlash to The Last Jedi, which, I mean, it still made over a billion dollars, so I don't, I don't know how much financial <laughs> yeah. backlash there was. Uh, but Welcome to the Jungle almost crossed a billion dollars, which nobody really expected it to do. And, I mean, the movie just kept going. Like, it, it just had so many weekends where it was just, dropping by a percentage and, and just pulling a lot more money. And I think that's really what they're going to hope for with this one. And so far, I, I think it's off to kind of mirror that at this point. Yeah. And I mean, it's going to be neat to see how it plays definitely with um, uh, the rise of Skywalker next weekend, because it's definitely going to throw a little bit of a wrench into things. I mean, obviously last time, uh, two years ago, we had last Jedi come out first, then Jumanji after that. Um, so it might hurt the film a little bit more, but I, I think it's smart to slot it in this weekend. It can get a big opening and then kind of run with it there. I think obviously it's going to take a pretty hard hit next weekend, then probably find its way, uh, a little bit after that and throughout the rest of the holiday period. Yeah. And I think one thing it will have going for it though, is it'll kind of be the overflow movie. So when rise of Skywalker sells out, uh, families, a lot of families are going to say, well, we're already here. We already got the kids here. 
what are we going to do? And I think Jumanji is going to see some added business from that. I mean, it does have, you know, the detractor that Star Wars is opening, and so it will have a lot more competition. Uh, but I think it's going to benefit from that in the long run. And then this is going to be a movie that's probably just going to stick around over the holiday season. Um, it's a movie that has a pretty wide appeal. It's got The Rock and Kevin Hart. And I mean, really, that's all you need to sell a movie these days. And I, I think we're going to be seeing this one stick around for a long time. Yeah, do you think that this film has potential to even surpass what Welcome to the Jungle did two years ago? I think it finished at around nine fifty, nine sixty. I think it was a little under a billion dollars. Do you see uh, the next level surpassing that? Yeah, I think the next level comes in with a lot more hype, which is something that Welcome to the Jungle really didn't have, just because you know it had been twenty years since the original Jumanji. None of the original cast was returning um, you know this was in the wake of robin williams passing away and so it was just a movie with a big question mark on it and i think now that we've seen that this is a, not only a movie what we like but the makings of a franchise that is pretty universally loved i mean people you know they're not they're not really praising welcome to the jungle is you know this is the most groundbreaking movie ever but it's a movie <laughs> with very few problems and it's just really fun and really entertaining and just it has a very wide appeal, and now that people know that and are familiar with it, I think the next level comes as this movie is trying to establish a franchise, and I think all that hype is really going to pay off, and I, I will not be surprised if Jumanji surpasses uh, the, the – so if the next level surpasses Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah, I definitely see what you're saying there. It'll be, it'll be neat to see if that is what happens. I, I'm a little bit more – pessimistic with the outcome i don't know if it's going to be able to do it just because i think it will be much more top heavy but i i do see a scenario where it does surpass the gross of the last film and really kind of spur into a pretty successful franchise because you know there's going to be another one after this i mean this is a really strong opening weekend and it signals that there's a lot more to come for this franchise yeah and this is really sony's biggest franchise right now um so they I mean, they do have Spider-Man, which they are starting to branch off on their own, but it's it's really hard to gauge. Spider-Man is uniquely Sony's just because Marvel does have most of the say in, in what goes on. Um, but Jumanji is really something that, that Sony has developed and kind of created on their own and said, yeah, this is ours and this is what we're going to do with it. And we saw, you know, like Men in Black, they tried to bring that back early this year and that flopped and uh, they're working on another Ghostbusters. So we'll see how that goes. But I mean, this is really what Sony's got going for itself right now. Yeah, they needed, they needed this and this is a big win for them. I think it's a great way to kind of end the year for this uh, franchise or sorry for this um, studio for Sony. I think it's a really strong uh, finish to the year for them. And I think this, this is definitely a really good sign for them moving forward. Oh yeah, and I I really enjoyed this movie. I mean, it's kind of like what I said about Welcome to the Jungle. There are very few complaints with this movie, so they they bring back all of your favorite things from Welcome to the Jungle, but they also do a lot of new stuff. And I think The Rock playing Danny DeVito and <laughs> Kevin Hart playing Danny Glover. I think Sony was smart to just go find two old guys named Danny and like, yeah, you're part of this franchise now. Yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of fun with that, and then Aquafina and. Um, I don't I don't want to get into spoilers for it, but there's a little bit of a body swapping mechanic you kind of saw in the trailers, and they have a lot of fun with that. And I think it brings enough new elements to the table that this movie just 
still feels just as fresh. And you have uh, Rory McCann coming out of Game of Thrones. Uh, the guy that played the Hound is the villain in this movie. And he just works really well, even though he's not a huge part of it. And I think that's really what makes Jumanji work is there's these fun new elements they brought in. They don't really overstay their welcome. And they kind of walk you back through what made the first one funny at the same time. And it just works on a very entertaining level. Yeah, no, it's good. And I mean, it's, it's, I think the, the, the public is kind of, uh, kind of receiving that message and it, it's definitely, uh, proving to be, uh, a good move for them. Yeah. And I mean, it, part of it is, I mean, you have the rock and Kevin Hart who have pretty quickly cemented themselves as like the buddy duo to go see a movie for. <laughs> yeah. And they're just really playing off that as well. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think that we'll, we'll definitely see a, a lot more of them teaming up throughout the years because they have really, as you said, submitted themselves as, as kind of this new uh, comedic duo in in, uh, in movies. And it's definitely leading to uh, good dollar signs for the studios. Yeah. And so with that, we will move on to Frozen 2, which is in its fourth weekend at the box office and has crossed a billion dollars so this is the sixth disney movie to cross a billion dollars this year which is just absolutely ridiculous um and i mean it's the seventh if you count spider-man far from home which isn't just outright a disney movie but it's a movie that exists because of disney so personally i would count it um but i mean this is just crazy to have that many billion dollar films and frozen is the latest one to do it and they're probably going to do it again here within the next week and a half and i mean it's just crazy how much financial power this company has yeah i know i mean besides frozen 2 passing a billion i don't think there's much to really say about this film i mean we've talked about it a lot and it, it's it's just kind of proving to be a, a quite a successful film quite a successful new franchise for this um studio and um, i don't know i mean this is this is crazy for disney six billion dollar films this year obviously spider-man there, there has to be if you would count that there has to be a little bit of an asterisk there but a lot of success from disney this year and at the beginning of the year i kind of uh, talked about in an article for movie babble about how disney was definitely going to come out this year and really assert themselves in a way that we have never seen before and we have seen that and despite some of the films that i thought would do better actually not doing as well i thought um films like dumbo would do a little bit better this year um it didn't quite perform as high as i thought it would but they really picked it up with other in other areas like Aladdin overperformed, I believe um, the Lion King overperformed to an extent. I mean, we didn't really know how that was going to go, but that definitely did perform to a great extent for for Disney. So this is just a crazy year for them. And it's definitely one for the history books. Yeah. And I mean, Frozen 2 is well on its way to still moving up amongst the billion dollar ranks. So it's at $1.03 billion right now. Uh, Toy Story 4 ended at about $1.07 and Aladdin at about $1.05. So I will not be surprised to see uh, this movie eclipse both of those and uh, just just earn more money, I guess. Uh, there's there's not really much to say. It's already, it's already over a billion. Yeah, um, no, but I think it'll... Yeah, it's kind of like um, the way this film's going is it's still going strong, right? $19 million domestically this past weekend. It only had a 45% drop, and that probably that drop percentage is only going to get better with um, kids being out of school and it being the holidays over the next few weeks. So, I mean, yeah, I, I definitely see this film making even $100 million at least more from where it's at now, uh, maybe even $200 million more, maybe even enough to gun for the first Frozen 
um, because they're heading into a really good period and they're they're going strong into that period. Yeah, and I mean, at this point, it's just Disney competing against itself. Um, <laughs> there's not much more to it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And so with that, we will move on from Disney and go into Knives Out, which is in its third weekend at the box office and pulled in another really impressive $9.25 million. Uh, this movie has just had incredibly strong legs here the past few weeks. And with you know Christmas coming up next week and New Year's and just the rest of the holiday season, I think it'll continue to have just these massive legs um, that, that it's had so far. And I mean, it's sitting at $162 million worldwide. That's against about a $40 million budget. So Knives Out has just been a massive success for Lionsgate. Yeah, this is a really, really good um, success story for 2019. I mean, this is a movie that I think proves that you can sell um, a film at the box office with a really good cast and a pretty neat premise. Because um, I think that there's some sort of question now of, of the power that, that movie stars have and can they really draw people to the box office like they used to. And I think Knives Out is a sign that at times, yes, 100% they can. You put an all-star cast together. The trailers look so much fun. The premise is neat, um, and people are going to come see it. And that's that's kind of the proof in the pudding here. With another thirty-five percent drop this weekend, that's barely anything. Another nine million dollars to their total domestically. They added another twelve million overseas as well to get to that one sixty-two that you were talking about. They'll pass two hundred million by the end of this run. It's very impressive, and it's it's a good story. Oh yeah, and I did get a chance to see it again this weekend. Uh, again last week and just loved it even more the second time you just notice a lot of little fun details in the movie and i think i'm not the only one doing repeat viewings from what we've seen here yeah no i mean it's it's a film that definitely um it, it's a fun film and i think if you see it with a, a friend or, or a family member girlfriend boyfriend whatever um you can enjoy it with them and then kind of reach out to another friend and say do you want to go see this film because it's a fun film and it's a film that's more fun when you're uh, experiencing it with, I think, a crowd. Oh, yeah. And with that, we will move on to the other two new releases this weekend. The first being Richard Jewell, which pulled in an estimated $5 million. Um, this is the Clint Eastwood movie about the bombing in Centennial Park. Uh, if you probably recognize the trailer because it's where Paul Walter Howard says there's a bomb in Centennial Park you have 30 minutes about 500 times <laughs> and uh, this is the movie based on that incident and just kind of the media cover-up uh, not media cover-up but the media scandal around it uh, but this movie is struggling so it pulled in about five million dollars domestically this weekend but it's sitting at a budget of about 45 million dollars uh, which you can definitely see it, it has some pretty big concert sequences just going on around the bombing and just how it puts the Olympics together in the movie. And this movie is, is not doing well. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's not what I expected. I, I really expected this film to not break out, but, but be um, more in line with the mule last year. Um, I didn't mind The Mule. I thought The Mule was an all right film, and I, I did find enjoyment in it. I thought it was a good movie. I mean, it wasn't anything special from uh, Clint Eastwood um, getting up there in his old age. I believe he's like almost 90 now, um, still directing these films. But I thought The Mule last year was all right. But that's a film that came out. I enjoyed it. Um, it, it made 
decent amount of money first weekend, a lot more than this did. I think it made a little over $10 million. This is sitting at just five. That's not a good start. Um, and then slowly the mule, um, had just tiny drops on a week-to-week basis. It made decent money overseas. And now you're looking at a $170 million uh, uh, film here. Uh, that that was a real success story last year in The Mule. I just don't see that happening with Richard Jewell. And it surprises me because The Mule, I think, it, it's based off a, a article in, I think it was the New York Times or something like that. Um, it, it was an article about an old drug cartel guy, but it's it was very niche and very kind of quiet. I mean, it's not a story that everyone knows. I think the story of Richard Jewell, especially in the States, I think a lot of people know this story or at least are somewhat familiar with it. So I expected this film to do a lot better first weekend. Now, I think that this movie is going to have good legs, but I don't know if it'll be enough to really save it. Um, But we'll see what happens over the next few weeks. I mean, this is a really interesting start. I was expecting upwards of 10, maybe 15 million, but five is a very tough start. Yeah, I think this movie's biggest issue comes from the fact that there really aren't any surprises. So if you've seen the trailer, you basically know everything that happens in the movie, uh, which is just kind of unfortunate in how it's marketed and just how it's put together. Um, You know, I got a chance to see this one, and I think it's really well done, but it doesn't really do anything that interesting or that unexpected. And I think... Unfortunately, people just kind of figured that from the marketing. I mean, you you kind of know what's going on. The media's framed this guy. We know we didn't do it, and they don't really say anything that great other, other than the predictable. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, there's a little bit of controversy with the way Olivia Wilde's character was written. Um, I haven't seen the film, obviously. I've read about it, so I don't want to talk too much about it because I, I haven't seen it yet. Um, but I don't know if that had a ton to do with this box office turnout this weekend. I don't know if that's a story that even got to enough people that they'd really, um, that would really be a turnoff for them. I I don't know. But, uh, do you think that had anything to do with this kind of, uh, dismal performance? Yeah, but I also don't know if this audience would be super concerned with it. I agree. Um, No, I agree with that. Just because this is going to be targeted more towards an older conservative audience, uh, which isn't a good thing or isn't a bad thing. Um, but I just don't think it's going to be as big of an issue for that audience. Yeah, um, but, I, I definitely agree with that there. I just, I don't know. It's just a, like, I, I, I didn't expect this film to only make $5 million. It kind of baffles me that it was this low because it was marketed decently heavily. Um, it's, it's out in 2,500 theaters. I mean, I'm just a little surprised, but we'll see how the legs are. I'm sure we'll have decent legs, but I'm I'm still pretty surprised. Especially, yeah, and I mean, just just sorry about that. Just kind of pointing out, um, the mule didn't really catch on critically. This film's not being raved by critics. It's kind of getting lukewarm to actually. It's getting pretty decent reviews, better than the mule did. But this film was listed in, I believe, it was uh, the National Board of Reviews top ten films of the year. AFI's, uh, the American Film Institute's top 10 films of the year. Like, this thing's catching on a little more with kind of prestige than The Mule was. So that even makes this even more of a surprise for me. Yeah, and it's just interesting to watch Clint Eastwood's directing career because he's been really up and down in the past couple of years. So he did uh, The Mule last year, which which did pretty well. But he had 1517 to Paris, which... Uh, flopped for the most part uh, but before that he had Sully an American Sniper which was just massive and uh, he just kind of goes up and down 
and I, I think we're just in a down spot right now. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with that there, and I, I'm I I think that Clint Eastwood's a pretty interesting character. I mean, he's someone that, um, I mean, his lore obviously in Hollywood is is quite um, prolific. I mean, he's someone that is is kind of a legacy actor. Um, but I mean, he's directed some good films back in the day. But I mean, as I said, he's he's getting up there in age, and I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen the film, but it just it's 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 a weird thing, and I just expected it to do better. That's all. Yeah. Um, so I mean, we'll really see just what it does in the the few weeks to come. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And so with that, we will round out the top five with Black Christmas, which opened at $4.42 million domestically. Um, This was Blumhouse's big horror movie for this year. So it was interesting. Uh, We talked in October that they didn't really have a big October release like they've had in years past. uh, But they were eyeing a Friday the 13th release with Black Christmas uh, this past weekend. And it's sitting at about $7.5 million worldwide, uh, which... The thing that you'll notice is kind of the difference between uh, like something like Richard Jewell and Black Christmas is just that the budget and the expectations are going to be different. So Blumhouse normally keeps things pretty low um, in terms of budget. So the budget for this movie was only five million. Uh, so it's it's seven point five million dollars worldwide goes a little bit further than Richard Jewell's five million does right now. No, for sure. And I think um, Blumhouse, Jason Blum, the uh head executive there i mean he's a very smart individual and i think that this film this is not the greatest opening for this movie even this movie i expected it to do a little bit better but with the holiday period coming up people are going to get some time off i think this movie will do all right especially considering just a a tiny five million dollar budget i think this movie is going to be fine yeah and i just i think this movie is going to struggle with its legs though um just because I mean, it has like a D plus cinema score, uh, which is really bad. <laughs> um, and it just hasn't had that great of a an audience reaction, nor has it had that great of a critical reaction. And I think that's really going to hurt it going forward. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I think that this film, obviously, it's getting panned as one of the worst films of the year. I mean, quote unquote, I, uh, I haven't seen it, obviously. Um, so I, I don't know if it's. It sounds like I'm not seeing a lot, but what I did go see this weekend was a beautiful day in the neighborhood, so I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, um, this film, obviously, it's getting bad reviews, yes, as you said, but I think that might, like, that kind of makes me want to see it more. <laughs> but, I mean, that that's not going to be the same for everyone, but um, I think that it'll it'll be all right just considering the budget. Yeah, and I will say this is a very bizarre movie, and I don't say that in a bad way. Um, but it is, it is just very bizarre. Um, so this movie, it, it lacks a lot of polish and a lot of nuance and it's just very surface level. And I, I think some of the, the stances is trying to make and, and just talking about, um, the culture behind like sexual assault in college and, and rape and how we as a society treat people who've been through that. Um, I think it's saying some important things, but it's not necessarily saying them very well. And then, I mean, it's just structured weird. And uh, we kind of talked a little bit before we were on the podcast. Just the, the last 15 minutes of this movie really reminds me of Avengers Endgame because all of these sorority women just start like coming out of the walls with weapons and it's a big <laughs> fight scene. And 
somebody picks up a hammer at one point. It's just it's just a very bizarre movie. So I, I watched it. I was entertained. I don't think I'll ever watch it again, but I don't really have regrets for having seen it this time. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, it's I mean, at least it was not like I mean, it, it could be a bad film. It could be a whatever film, but at least it has a little bit of a wild wackiness to to keep you uh, excited. Yeah, so if, if you're bored and you need something to see, um, I, I think it's worth it. It's just know that you're getting into something that's <laughs> very bizarre and maybe not as well put together as it could have been. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so that pretty much wraps up the top five. Uh, but we do have some other news to get into. So part of it will be Uncut Gems, which had its limited release this weekend in five theaters and pulled in over $100,000 per theater, uh, which is just phenomenal for this movie. Um, it's it's off to a very good start for A24. Yeah, this is terrific. I mean, this is a movie that I'm going to be championing throughout the award season. I mean, I don't think it's going to get any Oscar recognition, but it's doing very good at all the little critic circles, like the New York uh, Film Critic Circle, um, L.A., kind of all the other big cities, Houston, um, uh, I think it did well at Seattle, too. Uh, so this film's doing well at the small critic circles. It even got a couple of Critics' Choice nominations. I think it picked up a director nomination, a Best Actor nomination for Adam Sandler. This film is really good, really high energy, unlike anything you've seen. I mean, it, it, it is a little bit like things you've seen before, but not in this way. I mean, this is just a, a full-on experience, and I'm so happy that they turned out this um, big, big start at the box office. I mean, $525,000 out of five theaters is just incredible. This is a really good first weekend for this film. And I think, as as we said, it's an A24 record for their best um, per theater average in a first weekend. This is a really good start for them. And I think um, the more people see this film, it's going to have a huge word of mouth just because of how crazy it is. I mean, it, it's neat to see Adam Sandler in this role. And uh, I loved it when I saw it back at TIFF. So, I mean, I'm I'm definitely going to be um promoting this thing big time oh yeah this is I, I mean i've heard nothing but positivity about uh this movie and i'm so excited to see it next week and i mean it's just it's just make it a big wave critically and from what we've seen this past week commercially and i i see big things for it you know even if it doesn't win a lot of awards i think this one's going to stick around in the public consciousness for a while Oh, definitely. I mean, this is, it, it, yeah, I'm, I'm hyped. I'm beyond hyped for everyone else to see it. And I'm excited to go see it again because it's been a few months. And I mean, it, it'll, it'll be great to experience it uh, with, with people who haven't seen it before. Oh, yeah. Um, so keep an eye out for this one. Definitely catch it when it comes near you. And so that pretty much wraps up uh, what was going on this week at the box office. But we do have a lot going on next week. Uh, so there are some some new movies coming out, uh, as <laughs> tends to happen. So we've got Bombshell, uh, which is based on kind of the scandal around Fox News and Roger Ailes. Uh, we've got this little movie called Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, which I'm not sure what that one's about. Um, and then <laughs> the much-anticipated Cats, uh, which... I'm, <laughs> I don't know where to begin to describe that movie, um, but, but those three are coming, and Bombshell actually uh, had a limited release this past week and goes wide the following weekend, so I'll let you touch on that, Brennan. Yeah, I mean, Bombshell is a film that um, obviously it's getting a little bit of uh, good good buzz at some critic circles and at the Screen Actors Guild Awards. It, it 
got some decent uh, recognition. I believe it was nominated for Ensemble, as well as supporting actress nominations for Nicole Kidman, Margot Robbie, and a Best Actress nomination for Charlize Theron. So I think this film's going to do well commercially. Um, it's kind of receiving some mixed uh, reviews from critics. I think it might play out like Vice did last year. I mean, it might split people, but... Um, at the end of the day, be decently recognized at uh, award circuits. I don't know. I think it's it's neat because this is a story that is is very fresh. Um, it might be too soon. I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't seen the film yet, but it might be too soon. But I am excited to see it just because of the talent that's that's there. I mean, you have you have such a star-studded cast, and I love all of the uh, women in that film. I mean, I think they're going to be great together, and there's going to be some great chemistry there. Um, but I'm also excited to see Fat Suit, uh, John Lithgow. I mean, that's going to be <laughs> that's going to be something else. <laughs> yeah, I think the makeup in this movie, even from the trailers, just already looks incredible. So, I mean, the first time I saw the trailer, I wasn't even sure that that was Charlize Theron. Um, like, I, I had to Google it afterwards, and I was like, I think that might have been her. But yeah, I mean, it definitely is. And John Lithgow with just the the fat suit and like all the the additional old age make makeup they've done on them. Um, it's just going to be from a technical standpoint, it's just going to be a really interesting movie. Yeah. I mean, what they did with uh, Charlize there, I mean, that makeup is, Oh my God. I mean, that's going to be, <laughs> that's going to be awesome. I mean, she really, it, it's really looking like she's disappearing into Megan Kelly and it's, it's, that'll be a neat thing to see. I think this is going to be a really interesting movie just to see for the performances uh, at least because there's going to be um, a lot of, a lot to talk about after this film. So looking forward to that. And I think that it's, it's going to probably break uh, pretty good at, at the box office. Oh yeah. And I mean, we're looking at with star Wars next week as well. We've got Disney's seventh billion dollar movie um, that I think we're all pretty interested to see just how it turns out. Um, as a Last Jedi fan, I'm interested to see how they continue that and, and hope they don't uh, backtrack on too much of it. Uh, but also, I mean, it's Star Wars, and I remember the last time the franchise ended <laughs> in 2005 and going to see that. And I mean, this is just something that's always been there, and I cannot wait for Thursday night to sit down and watch it again. Yeah, this is a, obviously the probably the highest anticipated film for the rest of kind of the year, the few weeks that we have. And even at the beginning of the year, this was definitely up there on a lot of people's lists. I mean, this is going to be a big, big event next weekend. And um, I, I don't know how much money it's going to make. I mean, I think that it definitely has potential to have another $200 million opening weekend next weekend domestically. Um, but it's it's going to be really cool to see uh, this franchise really come to fruition here in the ninth installment of the Skywalker saga. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is one to watch. And then, of <laughs> course, we have the much-anticipated Cats with the uh, either cringeworthy or groundbreaking CGI, however you want to look at it. Um, I have no idea Definitely what to expect this movie. <laughs> it's going to be a wild ride either way. Yeah, I mean, this is this is, this is is wild. Um, you know, Cats, when the trailer first dropped, I mean, this... That's what's driving this film's intrigue. That first trailer, the meme lore that has risen from it. People are people went crazy with that first trailer. I mean, it scared people. 
Um, it shocked people. People are ready for this film. <laughs> In all seriousness, no, I think I think it's. I've been kind of saying this for a little while. I think it's going to do well. I don't know how fans of the musical think about the film, but I think maybe they'll see it out of interest. You have a, a lot of stars in this film that I don't know if they're going to draw all their fans in, but they'll draw a few here and there. And um, obviously just the pure intrigue. And that's why I'm going pure intrigue, because I want to see what the hell this film is and what, what happens with it. <laughs> because... Um, I mean, after that first trailer, I mean, it 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 looks it looks crazy, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> and I think it's kind of been downplayed, but this musical does actually have a pretty big following, um, just because it doesn't hold the record anymore. But it did hold the record of longest running Broadway show for quite a while, um, and I mean, it it ran for I think like 21 years, and just played thousands and thousands of times. And so I think it's it's really been underplayed that there is a built-in audience in that already. And then just how much nonsense and intrigue this trailer has, has created in the past couple months. Yeah, I mean, I agree. And one of the things with the box office in, in uh, kind of specifically here, there was a rumor early on that this film was $300 million. Um, when, when I first saw that, I, I had to laugh and I had to worry. But I think it was confirmed last weekend that the budget for this film is actually $95 million. So that's still a pretty hefty budget, but it's definitely much safer than uh, the initial rumors, which was $300 million. So I think with that in mind, I think this film might just be okay. I mean, who knows? This is going to be one of the biggest question marks of 2019 of how this film does at the box office. But out of pure intrigue, I am betting that it will have a decent first weekend and it'll, it'll make back that $95 million by the end. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to outright flop just because there is way too much interest in this um, at the moment. Yeah, I mean, when and, that trailer dropped, that alone, I mean, millions <laughs> of people, man, it's, it was trending. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> so that pretty much wraps up this week into the box office. And then we'll be back next week talking about Star Wars, talking about Bombshell and talking about cats. Yeah.